0: To life in the land of the ice and snow my name is heather and i'm here today with my co-host Shayna. hey Shayna, hello and our guest today is emma from the local most of you know that's where you can get your swedish news in english which is a really great help for a lot of us immigrants who don't know yet how to speak swedish and want to keep up with what's happening hello emma Hi, Heather. Nice to be here. (laughs) I'm glad you're here. Now, you're here to talk about a book that The Local is putting out, but first, I want to hear about you. Ooh, what do you want to hear? (laughs) So you are Swedish, but you lived in Scotland for quite a while?
1: Yes, exactly. So I'm I'm Swedish, I'm a native Swedish speaker, but I used to work in Scotland as a journalist there. And then I moved back to Sweden six years ago, I think, ah, okay. and started working for the local... Where I've been ever since.
0: So you, you understand the experience of being somewhere with a different culture. I mean, you had the language, I guess, but...
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> dra- I dragged
2: my husband back with me as well, so <laughs> I'm one of those Swedes. You recruit, you go, and you find the best of the best and bring us all back, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. okay, that's true.
2: Um, could you
0: understand the people in Scotland? Because I can't. I can't understand Scottish people and I can't understand Irish people. I can when they're on TV because I think they're slowing it down. But meeting them in person, I have no idea what they're saying.
1: Did you have problems with that at first? Most of the time I thought it was fine. I remember one taxi ride from, uh, from where I lived to the airport that was like an hour long. And the taxi driver kept talking to me the way taxi drivers do. And I couldn't understand a word he was saying. <laughs> And, you know, at some point it just gets embarrassing to keep asking them to repeat yourself. So I just... Tried to laugh and not. (laughs) And then you're like, what did I agree to? (laughs) Wait a minute, this isn't
0: where I said we
1: should go. Exactly. But to be fair, I'm from southern Sweden myself, so I've got a Swedish accent that a lot of Swedish people find. It's hard to understand, so Uh, I'm not going to judge anyone.
0: That's true, you can sympathize. I had the same situation not too long ago in a taxi, because I I can speak Swedish, but yeah, my grammar is not that great. And he was talking, and he had such an accent, and he asked me... If I was Polish, I get that a lot. I don't, I think it's something with the way I talk. And I I said, in Swedish, I said, no, but a lot of people have asked me that lately. And I guess he didn't hear the last part of that. And he decided I was Polish. And he kept going on and on about Polish food and how great it is to find, you know, other people from Poland. And I'm just like, "Uh uh-huh. So did you Uh just have to
1: keep pretending (laughs) that you were Polish? I
0: did, because it it had gone a little too. He was so excited and I didn't want to let him down. So, <laughs> <laughs> but you're here today because we're going to talk about this book that is coming out at the end of October. It's called Villa Volvo Vova. Maybe right. you could say that in in more correct oh, that Swedish. That sounded, sounded exactly, exactly correct. Yeah. Uh, we actually discussed that phrasing on the show a while back. But just for anybody listening, can you explain why the book is called this and
1: what that means? So Villa Volvervova is a Swedish phrase that's kind of used to joke about the sort of typical adulting middle class goals in life, a villa which in Swedish is like any kind of detached house, really. It doesn't matter what kind of standard it's got. It doesn't have to be fancy, just four walls and a roof. Volvo, a Volvo of car. Of course. Yeah. And vove which is a Swedish word for dog. So it's a detached house, a Volvo car and a dog. It's like the, the Swedish
0: ideal. Like you have made it if you get those three things. Yeah, exactly. uh, Shana has that, but I... I don't have a vove I have none. You don't have a dog. I don't have a Volvo. And I don't have a villa. What do you have I,
2: oh, I have a volkswagen
0: a volkswagen me too oh well <laughs> we're close we're so close but i guess
2: you'd say the equivalent is almost like a white picket fence for like if you think north yeah, american yeah. or i'm sure there's other ones like, and the family dog and yeah, yeah that yeah, kind exactly. of
0: thing the station wagon i guess would be yeah. the typical american thing like white yeah. picket fence house station wagon and a family dog i've made 1.8 children and 1. yes 8 children, <laughs> exactly <laughs> So I got an advanced copy of this, and I love it. And actually, my kids have been enjoying it, too. And I've noticed that my husband, who is Swedish, also does not know the backstory to a lot of Swedish phrases and words. So it's been really interesting. So this entire book is mainly about... Swedish words and phrases that are very Swedish. This isn't like a dictionary trying to tell you how to say things. This is more for the colloquialisms. So we have like, I I marked a few examples of things that I thought were interesting. After work. I would say Mm -hmm. A-W for after work. But as it states (laughs) in this book, (laughs) most Swedes, and probably people have noticed most Swedes, mix up their v's and w's or they don't care mm-hmm. so people will ask you do you want to go for ave yeah which is you know because yeah, they're both
1: pronounced the same way when you say them in a word in swedish yeah, yeah
0: exactly so i think this is a good one to know for people who are new because i i think the first time i heard it i was very confused i was like after work is that just drinks is is it a dinner is yeah. it and i mean if somebody says avi a- i would just what? think yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean to me AV is is audiovisual so it makes no no sense to me. <laughs> and I think you'll also see a lot of restaurants around or bars that will have signs that will say after work cocktails or 100 crowns or something. Yeah. And that's what it's referring to. So basically I think it's happy hour is how we would say it in the US.
1: Yeah, but th- or, there, or in the UK you would just go pub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so it's got it's got some things like that.
2: Are we going to have an after work after this? It's too late
0: for an after work. That's no, the But it's right? too late for an after work? Because is, after work, I don't think is as there a long, set time? as long as
1: it's after work, it's after yeah. work. Does
0: the book say? <laughs> 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 I am going to flip there now. Let's see. After work uh, you can invite someone to go out for after work drinks or an after work gym session. Who does that? I'm too tired yeah. for that after work. Referring to meeting up for drinks, usually alcoholic, after the working
2: day. But I, I would say that generally the working day is like five Yeah, but five. this could be after the working day. Again, it's, I think it's down to your interpretation of how yeah. you define your day. I guess so. I think it's just that you're not going
0: to get a special if you go too late. In some restaurants do a special mm. from a certain amount of
1: time. Though also in Sweden, you always do things exactly the same way. So the working day always ends at the same hour. Exactly. Oh, we have a
0: surprise person coming in. It's Diego. Hey, Diego. Hey. So Diego has walked in the room now. So we're going to catch him up. We're discussing the book that the local is about to... Put out called Villa Volvo Volva. So I was going through this book, and the point of it is like Swedish colloquialisms. I think it's very helpful. It gives you a lot of background, and it gives you a lot of trivia to mess with your Swedish friends about. Because I'm telling you, they don't know this stuff. I brought up mm. the whole thing about a Brit Summer, and I, I asked my Swedish friends, "Do you know why they call it Brit Summer when it goes?" on a bit longer and everybody's like because it's like Britain. No it's uh, St. Birgitta or whatever or St. Ah,
1: Brit. <laughs> we, we got the same reaction from a lot of Swedes when we published it on the site because it's based on an article series that we did on the local online where we used to do the word of the day. Ah, and okay. A lot of Swedes surprisingly got in touch and were like oh my god this is so interesting and you should do this word next and I don't agree with your interpretation of that word. <laughs>
0: I I you would be getting a lot of yeah. that. But that answers, uh, Shana was asking me earlier, who wrote this? And so I guess it's just uh, gathering from a lot of different...
1: Yeah, so most of the words are written by my colleague, Catherine Edwards, um, who's British. And some of the words are written by me, and some of them were written by, by freelancers or interns that we had. And then we Catherine and I have sort of put it together, together with uh, Lise Villag, which is this independent publishing house in Sweden.
0: If, if you don't mind me saying, it's an excellent bathroom book. <laughs> but it's one of these books that, you know, each little thing has like one to three pages telling you the background of something. So it's, you know. Or
1: is it an excellent outdoor toilet book, which there is you one go. of the words in the book? That's right. Uh, uh, uh,
2: das. Das? Yeah, das. Ute das. Ute das. <laughs>
0: Here's your name.
2: I, I know we're going to talk about that one. Oh. Yeah. Well, why don't you uh, hand the book
0: to Shana because uh, Shana uh-huh. has a special read word this, in there. She read wants
3: this part. to.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, there's obviously a page here all about me. No, uh, there's a page about the word Shana, which means hey. Can I, am I like, re- like a greeting? Like not, a greeting. Not like straw. Well, so can I, can I read an excerpt? Is that okay? Or is it, yeah. am I going to give away too much of the book? No, no, go for it. So it says In Sweden, you can never go wrong with a simple hey as a greeting, but this is another way of saying hello. Whether you're talking to your friend, a child, an adult, your boss, or a complete stranger, hey always works and is the safest bet if you're not sure what level of formality to aim for. But if you're confident enough to branch out into the world of slang, you may want to consider going for a shana. Shana is more familiar than hey and is not appropriate for greeting a prospective employer in a job application but as Swedish is not a particularly formal language it works in nearly all other contexts and it goes on to say like you know Shana short for Shana and what is really interesting that I found here is like yeah so it's our an archaic meaning of what is considered an informal greeting phrase rather than a subservient way of showing civility and um, can be traced back to around 1775 and a longer version of mjukke tjenere, humble servant.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Can you mjukke
2: a humble servant. So basically, tjena means servant. If I'm...
3: <laughs> yeah, this, I am your servant. Is, I'm, I'm Seems about right. Now.
2: And now there's two Swedish sentences here, so let me attempt. Shana kicks it. och Which means they're... Hey there biscuit. Are you standing here crumbling?
3: But I mean, then Ke- is it chexet? Kexet.
2: Oh, this Uh-oh. is a big debate. Is it a big debate? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh no. Yeah. no. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Among Swedish speakers. Is it kexet
1: or It's you can say either. I say chexet. It depends you where you're from. might get a lot from. of angry emails now.
2: <laughs> send the angry emails. Tell us, is it Chexit or Kexit? it? Depend is fine. On it depends on
1: where in Sweden you're exactly. from. I think. <laughs> I, need, I
3: need to say that I learned about this book through Twitter because I follow you on Twitter oh, since nice. forever, and Catherine as well when Heather said like oh it's just someone with a book but we didn't know it was you coming
1: hey it's me <laughs> and
3: then we, we I, I got a little bit a little bit starstruck I would have to say because you were like oh is no you you sent her email Heather you sent her email I was just like "Wait, it's Emma Emma the one I follow on Twitter I was like yeah yeah
0: and you, so, you were like oh my god I follow her on
1: Twitter
3: yeah and I sent the link to when you I, I think it was mm-hmm. someone posting a picture of this that you posted on the last, maybe, last week maybe yeah.
1: yeah of the book yeah yeah, yeah of the book because we've never met
2: in real life
3: I don't we? think we met yeah. in real life I met Sh- Catherine in Shane real
2: life. Met we, we go way we, back we each
3: other. <laughs> so
2: so then I have a question <clears throat> What's taken you guys so long to write a book? Like, come on, it's been, what, 16 years at the local? Oh, my God, have you seen the news cycle?
3: (laughs) past yes. (laughs) They've been busy.
2: (laughs) You've been busy generating all the content for this book, right? We didn't have
3: a government. We had a pandemic. Yeah, great
2: work, by the way, with all that. Like, It's been such, um, just to be a reader and understand what's going on, especially through the pandemic, and all this government stuff. I remember you and I sitting down, and you trying to explain to me like the cabinet of ministers and how like government mm. works. I'm like, oh, is that so mm. interesting? So I think, yeah, really it's great work. Speaking of a little Stockholm tip,
0: anybody who wants to go into our Parliament and learn a bit about it, it's free. So and they have English tours and Swedish tours. So that's kind of a an interesting.
1: It's actually thing. a pretty good tour. Yeah,
0: it's a little different. Mm. I've taken it like three times at three different Mm. periods in my life. And sometimes they take you to different rooms than the other ones. And um, you learn a lot of interesting things. I learned that people who were epileptic weren't allowed to vote until the 70s, I think. Yeah. (laughs) You get a lot of good tidbits. Sweden's dark history. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: i mean i wish i had this book when i came to sweden oh i know i would have loved it yeah
0: it's so informative and honestly it is such a good book to bring stuff up at dinner parties
1: i'm so happy to hear you say that because it's kind of an extension a little bit of what we do at the local like it's meant to sort of help people navigate swedish society really
0: And I think it's really good. I mean, you feel more a part of it. Otherwise, people, a lot of Swedes just assume that you understand just the general culture things they're talking about, and it's like, no, they don't do that other places.
1: But what do you mean you don't have a kollektiv av tal? Yes, (laughs) exactly.
0: Let's see. I did mark a few more. Oh, this is one that I read out today to my husband, and he did not know julklapp. You know, you say that for your Christmas presents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think it comes from, Diego?
3: Well, from Yule.
0: Yeah. So Christmas? <laughs> Christmas, yeah.
3: But clap, I don't know.
0: So, what I found out. Swedes would knock on the doors of friends and neighbors before leaving behind a small token gift anonymously, perhaps a straw or wooden ornament usually made by hand. <laughs> Often these were accompanied by a small gift tag with a rail or a palm. So the word julklap referred to in a knock on the door, uh, the telltale sign that the gift had arrived. And the first time this was used was in 1741. So that's actually where it comes from, but I think that a lot of people have... Yeah, no, I don't think, I don't think people know
3: the clap thing. Yeah. What about? Do you have tuplur in there?
1: Uh, I think we have tuplur in here.
3: That one, that one, I like it because that one it's 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 a weird combo mm. of, was, and also like it doesn't make sense what it means. Also, because it's one of my favorite things to, to do, basically. <laughs> there you go. Right now right. I need to say what it is because it's always gonna sound super weird. So tuplur is a short period of sleep, usually during daytime, or s- how we call it in Spanish. Siesta, yeah, yeah. Siesta before fiesta. So, but it is made of two different words: tube and lure. Lure. That's not very American. <laughs> lure can be used to mean nap or dose, but including bell or horn. Yeah, because it's it's like like a telephone, or like the yeah, lure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the strange part is tube, which means cock, as in male chicken. Are you gonna censor? That? Are you gonna bleep me? On I'm that? not gonna. Okay. I'm not gonna bleep you. <laughs> we we, we could also
0: say rooster,
3: but <laughs> but it says here cock. Because the it's the British version That's right? That's true. Yes, um, we're so cultured in British. So yeah, and then oh, and earlier oh, this is nice. An earlier Swedish word was sum, chicken sleep.
0: Why is this about chickens?
3: Um, because it, the chickens tend to sleep in short periods, huh. so like they don't, they don't, they're not awake. Yeah. But I I knew I knew that because I had a, my girlfriend Anna. I mean, she had a lot of stuff in her parents' house in Skåne, and then we found this book, which maybe I read a part of it one time in the podcast, maybe. And it's a Swedish slang. No, it's American slang, but the Swedish translation of that from the seventies. <laughs> okay. So there's a lot of racy shit there. But but it it would be nice to see there's some. You know, a crossover from that one. And I don't, I don't think it's in publication that anymore. It's like...
1: Do you have an example?
3: Yes. Um, wait, so in English, it would be uh, dingleberry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. In Swedish, it's so, uh, konkelberg. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> konkelberg. That's not in our book.
3: That's not, yeah, no. <laughs> but, the, so, but I mean, that, there's Heart everything. There's, a, But there's a lot of more like, there's, there's a lot more. I mean, now the are racist, but it's how people speak back then. So I don't think they wrote it mm-hmm. thinking through it. The worst one was something that I think you're going to react to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you guys are going to react to. Rukugla. Rukugla.
1: You okay. know that one? Yeah. Owl.
3: yeah, but you never heard mm. it before. So I read it, I think I read it maybe on that <laughs> 70s book. Okay. So it's to describe a very ugly woman. No? Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind, of, it's kind of mean. It's no? pretty mean. It's pretty mean. Well,
1: well, say, so saying ugly woman is also pretty mean.
3: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, it's it's a pejorative term. It's not like... Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is from the 70s. So now would, so. would we call uh, just somebody awful, we, we would call them like a meth owl or <laughs> to
2: update it? What's with the Owl.
3: I don't know, it's, it's another slang, but uh, that one is not here because that's a like, You didn't add any curse words to Is everything book? PC uh, oh, in I this don't, book? I
1: don't think so. Everything is pretty PC.
0: I have something that I have to bring up because this was uh, last Easter. We had a Swedish guest on and we had a little discussion mm-hmm. about the branches with the feathers. And I said they were for whipping people and I was right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, that's why we're going to discuss this. It's in the book. Back in the 1600s, Swedes used to beat each other with sticks and rods on Good Friday as a way of remembering Jesus' suffering and experiencing suffering themselves. So, yes, those sticks that they sell with the feathers on them. They used to be for beating. People with so we,
1: you don't, we don't do it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it has a scary sentence here when it talks about it. They're like, if you're from an Eastern European country, sh- such as the Czech Republic, you might recognize this tradition. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I because maybe they they still <laughs> do it. I just had one more that I marked here, <laughs> and it is what you say when somebody sneezes. Prose. That's right. So I found out it came from uh, Latin, and uh, it basically generally means, bless you, may it be good. Yes. Yeah. Mm. But what I found funny is is that the um, story in here was the same as I heard when I was young in the U.S., and you need to say, bless you, pruset, mm-hmm, whatever, mm-hmm. because if you don't, then evil spirits might get in.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah, I used to hear that. Your soul would fly out through your nose. Yes,
0: that's another one. So I get kind of offended I've when nobody. i checked out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's got to be true, right?
0: But uh, a little a little extra because there's so much extra about these phrases and words. I just like this added to the end. Uh, Swedish etiquette expert noted that it's polite to say Prusit the first time someone sneezes, but if they're in a sneezing attack, you don't need to keep repeating it. (laughs) Beware, though. Swedish folklore dictates that each time you say tack in response to somebody saying Prusit, a gnome will die.
2: No! So you shouldn't. (laughs) This is more modern folklore. So you shouldn't say tack. I guess not. Sweden is just a mishmash of all these different, like...
0: So the question I had at the breakfast table when I told uh, my Swedish family this today was, do we hate gnomes <laughs> in Sweden? Or are we trying to be careful? So no. do we want to kill the
1: gnomes? Or... And we're trying to protect them. That's why we're informing you of this. Okay, I see. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, some... But you can stop the curse by clapping your hands. So oh. if you clap your hands, the gnome will survive. This is not yes. included in this That's book. That's going to be
3: a very good interaction. tak.
1: Gnomes will sue us for not including that. <laughs> exactly.
3: Are there any, is there a way to make, like, if I have a really good word that I want to get into the Swedish language, can mm-hmm. I include it in the book? If I make a case for it now? <laughs> you? Is so is it be a version is it too, too late?
1: late to include it in this book? But, <gasps> but you, why don't you make a case for it now? You can absolutely make a case for it and we might be able to include it online.
3: Okay, so Found instead in of saying book. like when you say tak, uh, thank you, how do you reply? The like sentence. I give you something. Tak. And then I say. Uh, then you, uh, yeah. But I wanna change it to varshigudis.
1: Oh, I like it.
3: <laughs> Can we do it, Emma?
1: <laughs> Would so you do the that the all the time, or is it just if somebody hunts you sweets?
3: Yes, okay. only exactly. okay, okay.
0: Oh, But see, you have to translate again, because not everyone speaks so, Swedish yet. Okay, who so,
3: listens. Good? I don't even know what it means. You're it welcome. just means welcome. Mm. Yeah, but it, does it mean welcome? It's more like, you have it so good, no? Be so good. Be so good. Be so good, and then I made a word game, and I say, be so candy. yeah, goodies, so goodies is, is candy. Goodies is, goodies is, goodies is candy. Is candy. Yeah. So, okay, if we get this this episode viral, and then at least trending on TikTok, Mm-hmm. Then we make it to the next edition, Varshagudis. Be
2: careful Maybe. what you promise him because he will make it happen. <laughs> I just want to say that.
1: <laughs> if you get enough
3: people to start using
1: it.
0: Okay, so everybody <laughs> hashtag Voshabudis. <laughs> We're going to start wrapping it up, but we have a thing we're doing this season called Swedish problems, which are just typical Swedish problems. Do you have a Swedish problem you would like to discuss? Oh, Shayna is raising her hand. Oh, Shayna has a Swedish problem. We talked about the parking. Okay, you
3: parking.
2: Tell us tell us your Swedish problem <clears throat> about the parking. Okay. So, depending on where you live in the city, and I think it's only in the outskirts, that you can only park on certain sides of the street that have an odd number of house on an even day. And an even number house on an odd day, which is the weirdest (laughs) parking rule in the world. (laughs) And therefore, people always get tickets because then you're like, okay, so am I supposed to park on this side for the rent? But you don't even know that that rule exists because the sign is this circle with like one line and two lines. And you only see it when you drive into the commune. So you don't actually see it on the streets. That's ridiculous. I hate it when they don't put things where you
0: would go and look for it. My problem, which is a little connected to that, is I never know when I see a sign that has like a white line and a red line because it's telling you which car has the right of way on a narrow lane. I can't remember which one is is the one
2: that has the right of way, the white one or the red one. Yeah. Well, red to me is stop. But then what if you're colorblind? Because then you won't see the red. Yeah. Right? What's up with that?
3: Right? What if you're uh, blind? Sweet. You uh, I always it.
1: struggle with the rule that you have to give way to the people coming from the right. Because mm. just in the moment, I'm like, wait, which is left? Which is right? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so he's turning that way, so that means he's facing me from his right-hand side. <laughs> it's not supposed to be that complicated,
0: right? So what, what gets me about this whole, like, yield to the person on your right is, what if I'm just on a little neighborhood side street, and then the road is, uh, like, a
2: really fast so mm-hmm. 70- well, then, then, of course, I'm not. No, it's the diamond. Mm, you have to watch out for the diamond. Which do diamond, diamond is. is. So if there's a diamond on a road, it means it's the main road. So if you come off, like, on a little side street... Oh, like they paint that on the... It's, it's one of those things like you won't see it until you're driving down a main street and no. you'll see a diamond, which means you're on the main road. Please yeah. correct me That's if why I'm wrong. No, That's no, No, am That's, right. right. okay. That's I, I do cycle. I didn't do my driver's license test, but I've learned these things over the years.
1: This is a big By debate in By my municipality mistakes. in Sweden, actually, because the main road through the town, it looks like a main road. It's bigger than all the roads connecting to it, but it doesn't have the diamond. So if you're on the main road, <sighs> quote unquote, you're supposed to stop and give way to the people coming from the right. And how's that working out? Not well, although <laughs> it gives a lot of fodder for debate in the local Facebook group.
0: That's a very Swedish problem. Yeah. Diego, you had one more little Swedish problem you encountered today on the way here.
3: Oh, but that's a Stockholm problem. I don't know if It's that's a, Stockholm a Swedish problem. problem.
0: That's, it could be a Swedish problem in yeah, other towns. Yeah, because
3: I don't, I don't know actually in the suburbs, but the, for some reason, the pendeltog, if this leaves, then they Le- just delay it. Like they, like, stop the train entirely. It's like... Oh, this autumn, there might not be leaves. So let's not (laughs) clean it. Oh, there were leaves. Surprise. It's
0: it's not just the tog; It's it's the regular subway trains, too. Right, when it goes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and this happens every autumn. The leaves get on the track, and then they have to go really slow because they might slide. And this happens every year, maybe... They could do something about that put out more like cleaning trains in front or develop something at the front of the train to get the leaves off. I just think they've had a lot of time to think about this and they charge enough for the, uh, the Metro card that I, I feel like maybe they could put something into place. But... Remove the leaves. Yes. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much. Uh... Emma, thank you very much, Emma, for joining the podcast today.
3: Oh, you were trying to read her name on the book. That's embarrassing.
0: <laughs> the no. problem is is that the episode before this, our guest is named Emily, and mm. I was about to say Emily and I thought that's not right, but it's something with an E.
2: You want to take it do another take? <laughs> no,
0: no, no. This is perfect. This this
2: is is real. Yeah, that <laughs> makes me feel great. About myself. Hey, at least your name D- isn't Shian. D- Diego, Diana, Diego right? I was
1: starstruck. Heather who are you <laughs> 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 all right well um
0: <laughs> have, have a nice autumn and i hope that your dear. your train does not get stuck
1: thank by you it was lovely being here
0: thanks oh and then one more time the name of the book if people want to order it and when it comes out
1: the name of the book is villa volvovova and it's officially published on the 28th of october
2: or put, we'll put a, a mm-hmm. link in the um, episode notes. We can do that. Yes. Yeah. So if you
0: subscribe to us on Facebook or Instagram, we will put the name of where you can find this book. And I'm sure that you could also go to the local.se and find a link to ordering the book as well. I highly recommend it. I think it's a lot of fun, and I actually think even Swedish people would really enjoy learning about where all of these phrases come from. I'm
2: already going to buy a copy from my mom for Christmas. So thank
3: you. All right. You're going to her. You're a club. you a club, mm. yes. <laughs> <laughs>